0: Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. So we've been going through the armor of of the Lord the last few weeks, and uh, very, very, very vital, vital, vital are these things. And so uh, again, we've learned that you have to ever be mindful every single day, to make sure these uh, things are put on, these elements are put on, these uh, components of the armor of God, not only that, every single day we have to be mindful that the battle is real, that the enemy is going to be bringing the battle regardless of whether we're ready for the battle or not, Satan's coming with it, and um, again, that's vital to know, Satan's not going to rest, he's not going to give you a reprieve, sometimes we go through life and it seems like there's a little calm, say, "Whoo, Satan's leaving me alone, no he's not, he's scheming. He's scheming. If you don't sense the battle, if you don't feel the attack, uh, he's scheming. He's just looking. He's watching. He's waiting his time. Uh, remember, and I've shared this before about Satan's attacks when we've gone through this years ago, um, that Satan thinks he's got time on his hand. He's been doing this for thousands of years. And so he, he can wait. Uh, he can wait for that perfect opportunity whenever you think, I'm good. I've got it. I'm okay. Uh, you know, I don't have to be prepared. I don't have to be... He'll wait for that perfect time and he'll strike uh, just like a roaring lion who's waiting to attack. So again, we have to remember, Satan and his army are going to bring it every day. But our comfort, our help comes from the Lord. Not only specifically from the Lord, but uh, essentially in this armor. Knowing that he's promised and he has provided everything we need in this battle. And, and for us, sometimes it can become, well, is that a really big deal? Yeah, that's a really big deal. Uh, because if you've ever tried to go through a spiritual battle in your own strength, You know how bad that is. You know how bad that turns out. I've done it, and it's miserable. Uh, Satan, just like I've said before, he will mop the floor with you like you have nothing. No strength. And so, again, you try to do it on your own, and you'll lose every time. But the key to all of this is whether or not we are going to say, okay, I'm mindful of that. I realize God's provided. I realize God's promised. But here it is. Daily and deliberately, put these things on daily and deliberately and that's what we've seen and so I just want to review those these these rules that we've gone through in this armor so far number 35 was this every day we must ensure that we're relying on God's strength by making conscious efforts to do so so every day consciously saying God no matter what comes my way I'm going to rely on your strength I'm not going to try to rely on my strength I'm just going to lean on you I'm going to trust in you of course we have efforts in that it's not like we say well I'm going to do nothing and just rely on God's strength uh, no, we, we, of course, there's actions in, in relying on God's strength. Number 36 was daily remember that Satan is the enemy of God. Therefore, he is our enemy. Again, that was the beginning where it says we wrestle not with flesh and blood, with principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world. We have to remember that the person sitting next to you, the person across the room here, the person at your job, the person in your house, uh, all, all flesh, not the enemy satan and his army isn't is the enemy now we realize satan can use people in this room satan can use people in your house satan can use people at your job Uh, but they are not the enemy satan is the enemy and so again god gives us instructions for that if somebody in this room somebody in this church uh, you feel like man they feel like the enemy you have to realize they're not the enemy you have to also check your heart make sure that you've got everything else on in the armor of god and then you've got to follow the directions of God in reconciling with your brother or sister in Christ. Because if you leave it like that, Satan's like, there you go, got that victory. I'll just keep that wedge between those brothers and so. I'll keep that wedge in that church so they can't stay unified, so they won't have strength, and so they can't be effective in God's, in God's work. And so again, we've got to make sure that we're doing and keeping this in mind. And 37 was daily, deliberately immerse yourself in the truth before you enter the battle. Again, every day, deliberately get in the word of God, to make sure you have everything to stand on and stand on it rightly every single day. Love thir- uh, Number 38 is this. Daily deliberately ensure that you're guarding your heart by walking in righteousness. And how you do that is by being obedient to the truth that you're standing on every day. Again, make sure that you're not just being in the Word of God, but that you're obeying the Word of God, that you're walking in the paths that God has prepared for His people. Number 39, daily deliberately ensure that you are prepared by and for the gospel of peace if you're saved you're saved because you heard the gospel now that you're saved you're saved to take the gospel you have to make sure that you are ready always ready the bible Bible uses the word preparation that your feet are always ready uh, with and for the gospel of peace number 40 was daily deliberately protect your entire being with confidence in christ alone confidence in christ alone The Helmet of salvation is essential uh, And that's 41 Daily deliberately protect your mind by remembering Whose you are and then 42 Daily and deliberately Take the word of God as your offensive Weapon in the daily battle And that's something that again I want to remind us of We talked about it last week Uh, We are not just on the defensive in this Um, You know we We have a defensive role In in the battle Uh, Every army does you have to have uh, Defensive strategies But we have to remember, we are on the offense. Not only that, we are on the winning side. We are on the side that has victory, not only now, but in all of eternity. So we've got to take the word of God with us. We've got to take the sword. We've got to to enter the battle every single day with the resources God has given to us. And so, with all that being said, this evening we come to the part where we see how all of these things are received and how all these things are put on. ...and how they're held together. So let's pray, and we will uh, get into it. Father, thank you for this time again. We thank you for uh, the songs, the opportunity to worship you in song. And we thank you for the opportunity to give. And now as we enter into this time of uh, focusing on your word, hearing from you... ...God, I pray that's what would happen for all of us. God, that I would simply just be a, a vessel that you use... ...and that you speak to all of us uh, through this message through your word. Um, Lord, we ask that you would help us uh, be wise and be mindful every day to do these things that we see tonight uh, so important and help us see it uh, very seriously and we'll praise you for it all we ask this in Jesus name amen Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 is where we pick up it says this praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints now if you look back in there it sounded like I said the word all a lot there was it was for with all prayer, all perseverance, and all saints. Uh, very, very important. But there are two participles there in the very first part of this verse. Um, and, well, in this verse, period. Uh, and they are, first of all, praying. Second of all, staying alert or being sleepless in this. The word watching thereunto means being sleepless in these things or in this, in this act. So we have to understand that you and I have no hope whatsoever. No hope, hear that again, no hope in the spiritual battle if we aren't praying like this. Now, that's a difficult thought process because we know in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul commanded part of the Christian duties, part of the commands there in chapter 5, he says this, pray without ceasing. You probably have a conversation with somebody over this at some point in time, and it goes something like this. How are you to pray without ceasing? You know, you've got a a job, you've got a family, you've got all these things. How can you pray without ceasing? Um, I believe uh, there's a a broad definition to this. And I personally believe that it's talking about staying in a, a, a spirit of prayer. But not only that, taking every opportunity to stay constant in prayer, to stay in constant communion with the Father. And the reason why this is so important is because it's essential to our spiritual battle. If we're going to be victorious in our spiritual battle, we have got to have a, a regular habit, a regular exercise of turning to God. And you know what it feels like, right? Uh, you, you know exactly what it feels like. When that situation comes up, uh, That whether it's at home with your spouse, with, you know, you've got kids in here, with your parents, uh, with your kids, uh, with people in the church, with the people at your job, you feel the situation come up, and here it comes, and you feel like, I'm just going to do this, or I'm just going to say this and you feel like just reacting right there. God's plan would be, instead of acting or reacting in the flesh, acting, reacting the way that you feel is right, would it be in a spirit of prayer and to be constant in communion with God, that you wouldn't immediately go to what you feel like doing, you wouldn't immediately go to what you feel like saying, but because you're in communion with God, and because you say, you know what, I'm not going to walk in the flesh, I'm going to talk to God about this. I'm going to get his direction in this. And that doesn't happen a whole lot whenever the heat of the battle, we feel like it requires a response right now. It requires me to say something right now. It requires me to do something right now because they need to know X, Y, or Z. God's plan, God's will, part of the spiritual armor is that we wouldn't walk in the flesh, but that we would walk in the spirit. And a big, huge, major part of that is staying con- in constant prayer with the Lord. And it's gonna be hard to walk in the Spirit, and not, uh, not fulfill the lust of the flesh if we're not staying in constant communion with God. Um, and so, very important, love rule number 43: Daily, constant prayer is vital. Why? Because it's the glue for spirit, the spiritual armor of God that we're to put on every single day. Prayer, daily, constant prayer is vital. It's the glue. Um, we talked about the the that your loins would be girded about with truth. Uh, is kind of what everything is um, attached to. But the, the, the prayer of the child of God is like the glue. It's the, it's the substance. It's the thing that makes it all work, that makes it all uh, full of power. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But we have to understand, without a faithful prayer life, the enemy's attacks will find creases. And that's, that's, what the, that, that's the imagery that we see here. You got the breastplate of righteousness, you got the belt of truth, you got the, the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, feet shod of the preparation of the gospel, of peace. You got all these things, but what about the places in between? We've got to make sure that our life, that our entire being is covered in prayer and communion with God. If not, again, the enemy's attacks are going to find creases. As I said a while ago, it's not only the glue that makes all this stick together and, and, and shores up those creases. But it's also the power. So you and I find power, we find strength in all of the elements here. In having the sword of the Spirit with us every day. In carrying the shield of faith and putting on the helmet of salvation. You and I find the power in those elements in prayer. Again, we, you've heard me talk about this before. I preach a lot on prayer, teach a lot on prayer. Uh, maybe some of you not uh, if, if you're newer here. But um, the, the truth is this. We can pick up a Bible and it, or, or we can look at an email because it's there, it's physical, it's tangible. And sometimes it can become easier to get in the right habit of reading our Bible or reading a devotion or reading that every day because uh, we, can, we can put our hands on it, we put our eyes on it. It's something tangible that our flesh can connect to. And so many times people, if they say, you know, I, I ha, used to have a hard time being faithful and being God's Word, carrying the sword of the Spirit with every, every day, being girt about with the, the belt of truth. I used to have a hard time dealing with that, but now where I'm at in my life is this. I have a hard time being faithful in my prayer life. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I, I would venture to say there's a large majority of Christians, maybe even in this room, that's here on a Wednesday night service. The faithful of the faithful, if we were honest, would say, I'm not as Strong of a prayer warrior. Now, I pray for the prayer requests. I pray for the prayer chain. I pray whenever special things come up. But I'm not in constant communion with the Father. I'm not staying in a spirit of prayer throughout my day. And the Lord knows that I could use it. I mean, honestly, if if we would think about it, many of you have jobs. Maybe you work with a lot of lost people. Maybe you work in a circumstance where it's just really, really tough environment. And you, you, if we're honest, it would, it would benefit your life if you were to stay in a spirit of prayer. staying in constant com- communion with the Father. But the truth is this. You and I can attempt to live righteously. But without this communion with the Father, without us being, being in constant connection with Him, we're going to be doing that, trying to live righteously in the power of our flesh. And you know what happens when we try to do things for God in the power of our flesh? They fizzle out and stop. Again, I'm not going to ask you, but I'll be honest with you and I'll, I'll put it before you and let everybody here know that there's been many times in my Christian life that I've hit an altar knowing that I have not been as faithful to God's word, knowing that I've not been as faithful in prayer and I've, and I've sat down there and I've committed in my own flesh and try to do it in my own strength to be more faithful in prayer, to be more faithful in, in reading God's word, to be more faithful in those things but then I got up, went back and I, and I didn't stay in constant communion with the father i didn't stay in a spirit of prayer and i tried to carry those those commitments out in the power of my own flesh and you know what ended up happening like probably a lot of christians that commitment didn't make it past the week it didn't make it past a month sometimes because if we try to do it in the power of our own flesh without staying in constant con- communion with the father we have no hope of living that righteous life living the life And again, we have no hope against the schemes of the powerful schemes of the enemy. And so if you're saying, you know what, I'm sick and tired of Satan having victory in my life, in my family, at my job, I'm sick and tired of doing that, then I'm saying this. You have the elements of the the armor of God, but they will have no power without staying in constant communion, without staying in faithful, sleepless prayer with the Father. A.C. Dixon said this, when we depend upon organizations... We get what organizations can do. When we depend upon education, we get what education can do. When we depend upon man, we get what man can do. But when we depend upon prayer, we get what God can do. And that's the truth. That's what I'm saying. When when we say, you know what, I've got all this education, I've got the knowledge of what the the armor of God is, I've got all of the tools, all the resources, here it is, and I'm going to do it. But if you do do it without depending on the Lord, without going to Him and, and staying connected to Him, It's going to only be what you and I can do, and not what God can do. So in prayer, we also get reminded in this process of our need of the armor. You know, if you get up first thing in the morning and you say, Lord, thank you for this day, and you begin to commune with God and stay in this spirit of prayer throughout the day, it's going to be a constant reminder of the knowledge of the truth that is in your heart, of the things that God has already spoken to you, these things here, that is going to help you stay mindful of this need. Because it sets your spiritual man. It sets our spiritual man in right order when we connect to God. And that's something that can be difficult to do. But when we do that, it's then when God begins to direct our steps. It's then when we begin to say, you know, I I feel like I need to do this, but I feel like God is telling me to do that. And I don't know about you, but I, I love it when that happens. Not necessarily in the moment. I don't love it when I say, I, I want to do this, but I feel like God is wanting me to do this. I, I don't really like that. I mean, like, I feel like this is the right thing to do. So God, go ahead and give me that peace that I'm asking you to give me. No, that's not what I want you to do. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give you that peace. But every time that you go God's direction, you follow God's direction, his steps that he's ordered for you, it's always way better. It's always the right, the right way. Um, so again you saw that that this need is 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 to be praying but the second participle there was being sleepless in prayer and he doesn't stop at you and i being in prayer for ourselves to be putting on the armor of god and to have that as the glue and the power and the armor but you saw in that verse that it's to be in sleepless prayer for all saints all saints you've also heard this from me i've said one of the greatest things that we can do for each other is to pray for each other Right, It, it is it, it, because it's you and I taking each other before the throne of almighty God, before the one that, that, that is the creator who can change situations, who can, who, can, who can convict people's hearts, who can change things. And what we're doing is we're taking each other before his throne and saying, God, I'm begging you for this. I'm putting them before your throne. So one of the greatest things we can do is put each other before the, the, the one who controls it all. but here's the thing we've got to do it we've got to be faithful in it but beyond all that the command is to be sleepless in this to be constant in this see if you and I aren't praying for each other and our, our fellow brothers and sisters the spiritual battle for the church the chance of victory for the church, in, and I'm not saying overall victory. The Bible says, again, because Christ overcome, we've overcome. We've already been given the victory, absolutely. But I'm talking about in this daily spiritual battle we face, it becomes weakened. Our strength as a body, our strength as individuals becomes weakened when we aren't praying for our brothers and sisters. And I, I hope that you're hearing that. I hope that you're hearing that loud and clear. Because part of our prayer, part of our power in the battle should be praying for each other. So you have, to, you have to see this. You have to see the importance in this. And that's love rule number 44. That's part of our power. You see, I, I don't know. I feel like that I'm, I'm missing something. I feel like I'm praying. I'm praying for me. I'm praying for my family. I'm praying. I feel like I'm trying to stay in this. But you've got you've to realize to be praying for your brothers and sisters is essential in spiritual battle. Because sometimes we think that we're doing just enough to pray for ourselves. I'm going to have a hard time enough staying faithful praying for me and praying for my life to stay in line with god It's hard enough to do that But to be sleepless and praying for my brothers and sisters But don't miss this Don't miss this You find strength That you can't find any other way When you begin to pray for your brothers and sisters in christ That's just the truth That that is an absolute truth you say, how? So your faith and your love is enacted when in that intimate and powerful moment that you're talking to Almighty God, you look beyond yourself and you lift somebody else up. Your faith and love is enacted. then. When you consider that we aren't in this by ourselves, we're not going through this alone, that we are in this together, there should be a prompting in your heart that should be praying for your brothers and sisters that we'll remain strong together, that will remain uh, strong in the fight. And when this happens in a, in a sleepless way, when it happens in a constant, endless way, strength rises. You say, how, is that? How, how, does it, how does that work? You know that there's, there's strength in unity. There's absolute strength in unity. And so when you and I are praying for each other and praying the same things for each other, There becomes a spiritual unity in prayer, even if we're not sitting in the same room praying the same thing. There becomes a unity in the body that the Lord Jesus Christ has put together. You've heard this, the couple that prays together, what? But the church that prays together stays together. That's the truth. And it's not just praying together, but it's praying for each other as well. Praying together and praying for each other is vital vital and staying constant in this again if we just evaluate our life and let's be honest about it and and say ask ourselves this question do I pray like that do I pray constantly and staying in a spirit of prayer for myself for my family but beyond that do I pray like that and stay in a spirit of prayer for my brothers and sisters every day do I stay like that well maybe not now let me ask you this question when then is the last time when's the last time you spent a day throughout the day periodically throughout the day praying not for you but for your brothers and sisters in christ for your church family when's the last time you took a day and 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 you thought you know you know what i'm gonna set this time aside and i'm gonna i'm just gonna pray i'm gonna pray for my church family i'm gonna pray for for, for whoever God puts on my heart the needs that that surface I'm gonna stay sensitive to the Spirit as I'm praying and I'm just gonna to try to listen to the voice of God and, and listen a lot of times when we're in, in prayer uh, it feels like it's a one-way conversation right it does let's be honest it feels like when we come down to this altar when we sit wherever we pray wherever we have our time of prayer a lot of times it feels like us telling God Everything and that's a big part of prayer, but I want to encourage you and challenge you in your prayer time Be sure that you listen as well When you're alone with God and it's just you and the Lord and you've spent some time listening to his voice and his word And you begin to talk to him and communion with him and you tell him those things you begin to, to to lift people up before his throne make sure That you just don't rush through it because you need to get your spiritual duty done for that day but make sure that you stay sensitive in the spirit because God, and some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been in that time of prayer, and all of a sudden, God lays somebody heavy on your heart. It becomes a burden in your life, and you're like, I don't even know what's going on in their life, God, but this person's just heavy on my heart right now. And so I want to lift them before your throne. Just, just be with them, bless them, protect them. I don't know what it is, but I'm just, I'm broken. And, and if you're not experiencing that in your prayer life, you can just slow down. And you need to make sure that you're being sensitive, that you're being deliberate, that you're being constant in your prayer life. Again, there's there's not a greater um, feeling of connection many times with the Lord than when we're intimate with Him in prayer and we're able to hear those impressions that He puts on our heart. It's, It's a very special time. And maybe you're here and you say, man, I've never experienced that before in my life. I've heard people talk about it. And I'm telling you, Slow down. Get that time. Get alone with God. And start thinking about your brothers and sisters. And start praying for them. Even if you have to start naming them. People on your row that you normally sit by in in church. The people um, on stage. Or uh, the people in the back. Or the people that you serve with in ministry. Begin to just pray for them. Begin to listen what God impresses on your heart. But beyond that, what about... The last time you set aside a specific time in prayer, period. You know, that's, that's one of the reasons why we do this 24-hour prayer chain that we do, is to say, you know what, we're going to be deliberate. And we want people that are going to commit and be deliberate for an entire 24 hours to pray about eternal things. To pray about... The kingdom of God, building the kingdom of God, seeing souls transform, seeing people's lives reach. I, I, I got today, I was looking for some notebooks. We had a meeting and I, and I was looking for some, um, some um, what are they called? Not spirals, but the other kind. Notebook? That... Notepads, thank you, yes. <laughs> Woo! Uh, notepads. Um, looking for those and, and we use those in our 24-hour prayer service. And so I, I've kept those just about every year. So I've got this big old stack underneath my desk. Um, and periodically I'll, I'll, I'll grab them and I'll look in them. And, and it's amazing. And I, I did that today because I needed some notebooks. And so I, I tore out uh, the ones from a few years ago. And I saw some names that we were praying for salvation. I saw some names for the, in, in different situations of praying. And I was like, that's amazing. Because some of those people have been saved, have been baptized, been added to the church, have have. Uh, you know, had situations healed and restored, and sicknesses healed, and I was just like, that's amazing, and we should share that, but um, it's just amazing to see God answer prayer, but uh, again, just being sensitive and saying, you know what, I, I am going to pray very specifically, and I'm going to have a deliberate time of prayer, and even beyond that, prayer for my brothers and sisters in Christ, but Beyond all that, and as we get ready to close, verse 19, he says this. And for me, this remember, this is Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesian church. And Paul's telling them, this is, this is what you need to do to be successful in the spiritual battle. The battle that Satan's bringing to your doorstep, whether you're ready for it or not. These are the things you need to do. You need to pray. You need to pray without ceasing. You need to pray sleeplessly. You need to pray for all saints sleeplessly, without sleep. And then he says, and for me. And pray for me. The Apostle Paul, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul, again, being in prison for his faith, he says, Listen, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador in bonds, I'm a representative of Jesus Christ, I'm a representative of the gospel even when it's costing me my freedom. And I need you to pray for me that utterance will be given to me that I can boldly proclaim the gospel, the mystery of the gospel. Now again, we think of the Apostle Paul as this great giant, this amazing man of faith, this amazing apostle of God, doing amazing things that no other normal Christian can do. But we see into his life, we see into something, uh, a very important key, I believe, to God using him in an exponential way. And it was things like this. Him asking partnership from the the church overall, and specifically here these believers in in Ephesus, to pray for him. Because I think Paul knew something. No doubt I believe he knew something. I believe he knew that he couldn't do what he did for the Lord, or that God couldn't use him in the great way that God wanted to use him and every other Christian, without God's help and more specifically through the help of the body of Christ he said that he said he said even to the Philippians look when nobody else would, would help me you help me you sent to me time and time again that he knew that the body of Christ is what gave strength and what gave power and specifically he's saying I need your prayers and this brings light to a very very important point if the great apostle Paul Needed prayer and knew he needed prayer, so much so that he asked these believers for the saints to pray for him. Then, this important point needs to be underscored, and it's this every pastor, every church leader needs faithful and constant prayer in their work They'll go beyond and say, especially those who are preaching and proclaiming the mystery of the gospel the 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 word of god and 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 i don't think that that i am unique in any way or that our pastors are you know um or or that pastors in general are, are some super uh beings or anything like that but you have to understand and realize that there's a special attack that comes upon those who have this responsibility it's a real attack um, and 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 many people have shared the word of God and preached the word of God, and you 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 can associate with that. You know that we've got missionaries, we've got church players, we've got people who speak and preach the word of God. And there's a special attack that happens, and sometimes it comes in different forms and different fashions. But it's real, and it's Satan's way of trying to stop the messengers. It's Satan's way of trying to stop the unity of the body. It's Satan's way of trying to stop the message getting out. To the larger body of christ and again that's why the apostle paul is saying pray for me pray for you pray for each other but pray for me the body of christ has got to ever be mindful of this not only that we've got to make sure that we're desperately lifting up the men of god who have the responsibility of sharing the word of god with with others and so i'm not ashamed i'm not too prideful to say that i beg you for your prayers I beg you for you, you've heard me say that before. I ask you, please lift me up every day. Be in constant prayer for yourselves. Be in constant prayer for your family. Be in constant prayer for each family and each person in this church, each member of this church. Do that. But then at the end of it all, be in faithful, constant prayer for me and the church leaders at Trinity Baptist Temple. Please do this. Because there's, gonna, there, there's a day that's coming that this physical world is going to go away. The world that we know right now is going to vanish. It's going to be completely changed, completely different. And all that will remain, please listen, will be spiritual. And that's all that will matter at that point in time. Not what we drive. Not where we work. Not how much we have, not the vacations, not not any of that stuff is going to matter. And while none of that stuff is evil in itself, we've got to realize it's just part of a temporal world we live in. And when all of it goes away, again, all that's going to remain is eternal, is the kingdom of God that you and I have been placed in right now. You and I have been placed in the kingdom of God. Why? To serve God in his kingdom. And so again, when it's all stripped away, when it's all gone, that's all that's going to matter. That's all that's going to remain. And pastors are appointed by the Lord to keep keep the Lord's people in constant constant, uh, reminder of these things, of this truth. To keep the Lord's flock on track with his eternal purpose. To stay focused on heavenly things, not on earthly things. Just as Colossians chapter 3 says, to set your mind, set your affection. Set your affection means set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Because why? Because the things of this earth are going to pass away. As Peter says, they're going to melt with fervent heat. It's going to be gone. Everything that, that, that... makes this world system basically what this world system is it's going to be gone and all that will remain is what we did or did not do for for the kingdom of god and that's part of my job as part of the teachers and the preachers in this church's job is to keep us in, in mind. There's nothing wrong with, with, with the things that we have in this world, the things that we do in this world. There's nothing wrong. But when they interfere, they, they take away from, they distract from, they keep from us serving with everything in our heart, with everything in our life in the kingdom of God. We've got to evaluate that. And again, pastor's job is to keep us in mind, keep us in, in mind of those things, keep us reminded of those things. Matter of fact, Peter... You've heard this before in 2 Peter chapter 1 says this to to people of like faith is, is what the address is in chapter 1 of 2 Peter. Those of like faith. He says this in verse 12. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them. He says, even though you know these things, I'm going to keep you always in remembrance of these things. That you're going to be established in present truth. And then he goes on and says, Yeah, I think it meet, I think it's fit, I think it's right, as long as I'm in this tabernacle, this earthly body, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. I'm gonna always do this, I'm gonna always bring to mind these truths and these important things, knowing that shortly I've got to put off this tabernacle. I'm gonna I, at some point soon, because life is short, it's like a vapor, I'm gonna be done with this body, even as our Lord Jesus has, has showed me. And so he says, moreover, in light of all this, I will endeavor that you may be able after I die to have these things always in remembrance. And so again, that's why we preach the word of God. That's why we preach the truth. That's why your prayers for me and for everybody else who preaches and teaches the truth is essential every day. God, give them boldness. God, give them utterance. Even if I don't like it, even if it's something I've heard before, even if it's a reminder of the things that I already know, I lift them up to you so that they can continue to do that so that they, as your appointed men, as our pastors, the, the person you've put in place, is constantly reminded us to do those things because that's their job, is to keep us on track with eternal thoughts, to keep us on track with your kingdom, your program, and your mission. Because at some point soon, it's all going to go away. And each one of us are going to stand before the Lord. And what God's going to care about It's not how much money's in your bank. Matter of fact, he might care about that because if there's too much, maybe you weren't investing in his kingdom the way you could have. He's not going to care about uh, the the trips you took unless you were being refreshed for his purposes, for his kingdom, spending time with your family that he blessed you with, investing that, and even being a lot while you're on that vacation. Those are the things that he's going to care about. He's not going to care what status you have at your job or what, what your kids grow up to be unless it all points back to His kingdom because that's all that matters because all the temporal things, all the temporal accolades and the tags and the things that we can attach to this world, they're not going to matter a thing. It's going to be gone in an instant. So again, we've got to ever be mindful of these things. So as I said a second ago, Number 45, as we close tonight, is this, and the musicians can make the way. The body of Christ has to be ever mindful and desperately lift up the men of God who have the responsibility to preach, teach, and lead the people of God. So I'm asking you again, begging you, with this, with this rule, please pray for me. Please pray for our elders. Please pray for uh, our Sunday school teachers and our missionaries, those people who are proclaiming the word of God, those people who are leading the Lord's church. So let's make sure with what we saw tonight that we're staying in constant, sleepless prayer, staying connected to God, not only for ourselves, for our brothers and sisters, and for our pastors and leaders. And I'm going to challenge you again. If you're not doing this, come down to this altar tonight and say, God, help me have that kind of prayer life. Help me have the kind of prayer life that I stay in constant communion with you. That, I, that I'm staying in a spirit of prayer all throughout the day and that I'm not only staying sensitive to the needs that you're directing me in but I'm also staying sensitive to my brothers and sisters and that I'm staying sensitive to the voice, uh, the, to your voice that throughout the day maybe something, something you, someone you lay on my heart needs to be brought before your throne. God, help me be constant in praying for a pastor. Help me be constant in praying for our elders, for our leaders, for our missionaries. Those who are proclaiming that. But again, I challenge you to do that. Because if you're not there already, you need to be. We all need to be. We all need to have this type of prayer life. And if you're there, praise the Lord. I encourage you to continue in that and strive in that. Be an encouragement to others in that. When you pray that tonight and say, God, help me have that kind of prayer life. Then get up from this altar or get up from your seat Wherever you, you leave this building and you walk out these doors and you go home, stay in communion with God. Make it a choice. Just stay deliberate in it. I've got to stay connected to God. I need to hear his voice. I want, I want him to hear mine. I want to, I want to have that intimacy with God every day. And when you get up in the morning, don't just go about your day normally. If, if you're not connected with God like that, make a deliberate decision. All right, God, I'm going to talk to you first thing. Even if the first thing I do is say, God, thank you for another day. As I'm walking to the bathroom, thank you for giving me another day. Help me redeem it for your name and your kingdom. Let's be serious about this because again, in the end, it's what's gonna matter. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you again for the challenge that you've given me uh, in this. Lord, I wanna spend more time with you. I wanna spend more time connected to you and communion with you. And I pray that would be the desire of every single person in this room not only for ourselves but for each other Lord that we would be lifting each other up constantly we know the battle is real and, and some of us are going through it in a real hard and heavy way and we as brothers and sisters need to be lifting each other up uh, for those reasons and for those times so God help us have a bread of prayer life help us be sleepless and constant in these things and we'll praise you for what you do Lord I pray that you just bless now Praise you. In Jesus. Name.